Welcome to This Week with Lordship Community Church. I'm the Reverend Jeff Lukens, and I'm the pastor here. This week's podcast is part of our Lent worship series, Holy Vessels, a Lenten season of recovery. We worship live online each Sunday morning, 10 a.m. at thelordshipchurch.org slash live. Here's this week's scripture and message. We are continuing our Lenten season of recovery as we focus on health as essential to our spiritual lives. gathers us as a beachcomber gathers and marvels at every precious surviving piece of beach glass she finds. We are never alone. We are never lost to the one who seeks humanity's wholeness. We affirm our commitment to be the body of Christ that knows we cannot be personally healed until we see the interconnected community as part of the process of healing. Jesus has the power to revision the family of God in which false boundaries are overcome in a year of devastating loss of livelihood. We consider the economic health that reimagines the status quo. from the Gospel according to Matthew. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible distress. And he said to him, I will come and cure him. The centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also, I'm a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, 
and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, truly I tell you, in no one is Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from east and west and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the ears of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you according to your faith. And the service servant was healed in that hour. Will you pray with me? God of inspiration, break into the wilderness of our lives, the uncertainty, the confusion, and all the distractions from your word. Break in with a moment of clarity, of grace, of hope, and of understanding that encourages us and molds us through your word and by your spirit in Christ's image. Amen. Now, many of you who know me in real life know that I am a fan of the TV show Doctor Who. And about 10 years ago, there was a storyline that reminded me of this week's scripture. The doctor and his companion, Amy Pond, travel to Stonehenge in Roman-occupied Britain in the year 102 CE. Here, they run into a a legion of Roman centurions, including Amy's fiancé, Rory, who they thought was dead. As they battle all of the doctor's enemies, we learn that the Roman soldiers, including Rory, are all robots controlled by an alien consciousness. Now, Rory fights this control from the consciousness as he recognizes his fiancée more and more, but still, through no fault of his own, ends up mortally wounding Amy. The doctor and Rory come up with a plan to bring her back to life and put her in a stasis box called the Pandorica until her living DNA can resurrect her. Now, I know that if you are not a fan of the show, everything I just said is a whole bunch of science fiction mumbo-jumbo. So here's the point of the story. Rory, the Roman centurion who loves Amy beyond anything else in the world, protects that Pandorica, that stasis box with her in it, for 2,000 years. Rory pleads with the doctor to heal her, to bring her back to life, and then keeps her safe through 2,000 years of everything and works with the doctor to heal her. Once we get, once the time jumps back into the present, into Amy Pond's timeline. And it works. 
It was a bold move of Rory to demand that the doctor heal her. And it was a bold move by the Roman centurion when he approached Jesus with the assumption that Jesus would grant him the authority and ability to heal his paralyzed servant. And yet, he does just that. His boldness was an embodiment of his faith, and Jesus responds by healing his servant. In granting this request, Jesus once again breaks down the cultural boundaries in extraordinary ways. The centurion, a Roman and definitely not a Jew, is not a part of the community of Jesus' followers. And the servant he is advocating for is most likely a Gentile and definitely a slave. The ultimate nobody. Yet none of this matters to Jesus because Jesus comes to bring salvation to everyone. The servant was ill and close to death, one who was already isolated by his lower location on the social ladder is now even more isolated because of his sickness, set apart by his illness. And as many of us who have been sick or who might be sick now or who have been living through this last year, we know that the isolation itself can make us sicker. An added distance from human touch or human voice, at a distance from one's old healthy self. Now, we never get to hear the, perspective, the servant's perspective on his illness on what the servant is going through. Even during his illness, the servant is on the fringe of society and at the mercy of others, especially those in power, like the centurion. And yet, the servant is healed. But, you know, I don't think that that's the real miracle in this story. I think... The real miracle lies in the faith of the centurion and the power of the community to make this healing happen. There is a lot of emphasis on this centurion, but this Roman interacts with Jesus and others on behalf of the sick servant. The need of the servant galvanizes a community to work on his behalf for healing. Jews and Gentiles, political and military, religious powers, all of these gather together and collaborate to seek the health of the least of these. A servant, one who has no voice and is dying. The one whom we may never see outside in public because he is secluded from society. Those in power take the initiative to aid this servant, the vulnerable one in their midst. The presence of Jesus calls the better angels out of those in positions of authority. Jesus' presence creates a miracle of community that represents different cultures and different social statuses to work across usual boundaries for the healing the most disadvantaged among us. Do we have the strength 
and the boldness to approach Jesus directly, like the centurion, to appeal to Jesus on behalf of others. Do we believe that through Jesus we can bring healing to our own communities? Without the formation of this community, the servant might never have been healed. Someone else had to speak for the servant. Someone else had to tap into Jesus' saving power for him and use their power on his behalf. The real miracle is a miracle of a supportive community that will do anything in its power to help the powerless, to help the voiceless, to help the victims of abuse, to help the sick and the shut-in, to recognize the interconnected ecology of the human community, that I cannot be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be, to, par to paraphrase the Reverend Dr. King. <coughs> Excuse me. The human community that is us we play a role in the healing of others. Jesus is our healer, but we get, but Jesus uses us in the process. So what can we do to help heal our communities? First, we can speak for those, speak for and with those who have no voice. We can work to change the systems that perpetuate poverty, leading to increased illness in our communities. We can do everything we have in our power for the wellness of another, even if they are not in our social clique, because the health of our community is only as good as the health of its weakest member. Rather than completely isolating the sick and the helpless, we need to surround them with our best creative efforts and loving support and our prayers to Jesus for their healing. And what we might find is, is that we're in working on behalf of the healing of others, especially the vulnerable. We may find our own healing and our own salvation as a community of God. This is the real miracle of this story. A glimpse of the kingdom of God in which all people come together to enjoy one another and feast at God's table. God gathers us all. God longs for us to be together and to be safe and to be whole. And God gives us agency to help bring this vision to life. We are all part of an inter, interdependent, interconnected web of healing by the grace of God. No one should exist in isolation, for an individual is a person through and with others. No one should have to live and suffer through life alone. And with Jesus, as this story reveals, no one will. May we be that community of God for the healing of our nation. Amen.
Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And you can visit us at www.thelordshipchurch.org where you can find a link to make a donation towards our ministries. Thank you and God bless.